What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Standard Grant Cone joint production. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. He's Grant Cone. Grant, I've missed you the past few weeks. Yeah, uh, I've been okay, man. It's really, really, really good to see you. I don't know if your viewers know, but my viewers don't. So could you tell the good people what happened to you last week? Yes. So a week ago, I spent the majority of the day curled up in the fetal position on my couch because my appendix was in the process of going Jimmy Garoppolo on me. And <laughs> it was a miserable, miserable day that ended with emergency surgery at 2 a.m. on Wednesday morning. What does that even mean, the Jimmy Garoppolo reference? I mean, it, it crapped out on me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. I think we know. I think we know. So if you could give people advice... Um, what would it be in this uh, appendix situation? You feel something? Don't wait all day. What, would, right. what is it? Yeah. So if you wake up and you have a stomach ache and instead of going away after you eat breakfast, it gets worse and worse throughout the day and you are in constant agony, go to the emergency room. Don't wait till eight o'clock at night like I did because the damn thing almost burst, which would have been a disaster scenario for me. So just keep that in mind. Can I ask a stupid question? Yes. As an English major who hasn't taken biology since sophomore year of high school, where's the appendix uh lower right side lower right side of your stomach yep of your stomach yeah got it so if it's like in the back that's your kidney that's then that's a whole different problem if it's in yeah. the back got yes. it yeah. i'm learning we're learning 35 you still learn things that's well i'm glad you're feeling better they got Thanks. you it didn't burst it was partially bursting yes okay on its way to bursting but now did it's they out? give you ice cream after or is that just tonsils that is, yeah, no, that's not a thing. They gave me nothing Sucks. after because it was three o'clock in the morning and I hadn't eaten since 2.30 the previous day. So I was starving, but that's beyond the point. So it was miserable and I'm making light of it. That was, Basically. yeah. I wouldn't go through it again. That's for sure. Getting old. It's fun. <sighs> Although it could happen to anyone. Be careful. And there's nothing you can do to check for it. So just, <laughs> just hope and pray, baby. Hope and pray. All right, let's talk Niners. Okay. Now that uh, Rob's alive. Yes. Happy to be here. Uh, like and subscribe, by the way, to both YouTube channels while you're here. Uh, Smash it. Few things we want to get to. We want to get to George Kittle talking with Kevin Clark of The Ringer on Slow News Day because he had a couple things to say about Kyle Shanahan. Really interesting. We're going to talk about the quarterback plan from Shanahan and the quarterback plan from John Lynch. And don't assume those are the same things. Plus, yeah. I have a reason that the Nick Bosa contract negotiations are not going to get ugly, but it's not what you think, and it could scare a bunch of 49er fans. So those are the topics. Of course, we welcome the chat, all the YouTube channel members. Let's get to it, Grant. George Kittle, on slow news day. Didn't know this was happening. Thought he was done with all his tight end you media. But this came out this morning, as far as I saw. Listen to this cut from George. I want to get your first reaction, because at first I was like, wait a minute. This doesn't sound good. But here, listen to it, and you can decide for yourself. Kyle is just saying we're... Like, if he wants to set up, like, a play action or a bootleg type of pass, he'll, like, sometimes, he'll just call a play, a run play that he knows is not going to work. I can't remember what game this was. I want to say it might have been, like, the Vikings one year, Seattle this year. But, like, we're running a run play multiple times, and it's averaging, like, two yards of carry, two yards of carry, two yards of carry. And then we threw a play action behind it, and Debo goes for 75 yards against Seattle. And the whole thing is set up because it's the exact same motion. It's the exact same alignment. It looks the exact same. And all of a sudden, Debo's running the shallow. I'm faking like on the defensive end. Linebacker thinks it's power. He steps up four yards, and Debo's uncovered in the flat running for a touchdown. So it's just stuff like that that's really fun because, I mean, Kyle Shannon, he's like, hey, if I can get my skill players the ball with field, like with space in front of them, we're all running for days. And that's what's really fun because we have such a great yak team, and that's one thing that we always talk about. So he can scheme us up open, and it's just it's really fun to be a part of that offense. Your thoughts? Uh, initial thought is, I mean, it's a fair thing to do. Like, all good coaches set up plays. Like, that's yeah. legit. That's what he's trying to say. And part of me is like, okay, so you will throw away three, four, five runs on bad runs just to set up a play. Like, okay. And, he, and they mentioned the Seattle game. They were losing at halftime of that playoff game. <laughs> is that what you were doing? You were just messing around? Like, you know, someone could get hurt. There could be a turnover. The game could get away from you. What I think is really interesting, though, beyond that is, so, okay, Kyle sets up plays, right? He wants to take that shot later after he set it up. Why do you call play action on the first drive against Philly? Why'd you call it then? You could have called that in the third quarter. You could have set it up, but you didn't. You called it early 
They didn't react to the play action. The quarterback got hurt. You blamed it on everyone but you. When you when well, apparently what you do so well is set up plays, but you couldn't wait, could you, Kyle? You had to call it on the first drive. So what do you do? Do you set up plays or do you call? That's the thing with Kyle, man. He can get in a role for three months where he's just, his game plans are money. His play calling's money. And he's like, he can't miss. He's got the players. He's, he's got the, the intellect. It's just clicking. And then he does that. It's like, whoa, that's out of character, Kyle. Wait, you're the guy who sets plays up. You called it on the first drive in the NFC Championship game. Big game. Did you crack under pressure? Kendall from succession? I need to know. Oh my goodness. Because you right. went out of character. It's like, okay, be the guy who sets up plays and call that in the third quarter like you did against the Seahawks in the first round. But no, no. Well, but you, you can get use that information. Play action to set up runs later in the game. Yeah. It can go both ways. Yeah. yeah. No, the idea is you're setting up the big play, right? You're setting up the big play. You're sacrificing. Oh, I'll take a two yard gain. I'll take a two yard gain because this way I know how the defense is going to react and I can guarantee we're going to get this 75 yard gain in the third quarter. Okay, man, a lot of coaches think that way. I get it. But uh, what happened on that first drive in Philly? The Niners act like that was a fluke. Can't look at that game. We, there's nothing to learn from that game. There's a lot to learn from that game, Kyle. I think it was a fluke. I really do. Okay. It's not a fluke Maybe. That, that the pass rusher beat the backup tight end. That You probably could assume that was going to happen. But the injury itself, I think, was a fluke. If but he had called a two-yard run there to set it up later, Brock wouldn't have <laughs> got hurt. So that's, that's what he does so well. That's the part that was messing with my mind. He right. calls plays he knows won't work. So I'm sitting there <laughs> like, I, man, I, I think it's just the phrasing by Kittle. I'm sure Kyle would tell you like, look, we think they're still going to gain three, four, five yards that'll help us move the chains. I, I'm sure Kyle doesn't call plays, you know, saying, well, we're not going to gain any yards on this play, but that's okay. But that was just the part that was messing with my mind. So I started thinking right. about it. And then I went and listened to the rest of the interview and credit to Kevin Clark, because the next question out of Clark's mouth is, does Kyle Shanahan waste plays? And George yeah. said no. And he told a story as to why. It was when he was officer corner for the Falcons. I think they're playing the Vikings. And the year that they're playing the Vikings. And Uh-oh. Lost him. I can't hear him. And then the 35th. You couldn't hear that? All right, here, let's try No, again. go start it over. Start it over. It was when he was offensive coordinator for the Falcons. I think they're playing the Vikings. And the year that they're playing the Vikings, and he, show, he showed me, I've seen this clip like 50 times over the course of my career. And they ran the same outside zone play. They ran it three or four times in the first 30 plays. And then the 35th play, they ran it. And no, sorry, right before the 30th play, they ran a pass play action off of it. And the linebackers, they covered it, right? Mm -hmm. And so they come back to the play again, but it's a run play. And the linebacker thinks it's a pass. And so he's late to the run and it ends up being an 80 yard run. And after that, he shows the game and then everybody was discombobulated because it changes up the whole structure of the defense because now they're like, Oh, we have to overplay that. And now that's when all the passes get actually open. And so he calls it unlocking the defense, which I'm a huge fan of because like you can see that when the defense does, they're yeah. like, they have to change up and they can't just continue with their game plan. And then once you do that, and then now they're guessing about what we're doing, that's when Kyle just kind of, you know, eats people's lunch because that's what he's really good at is those game plans. Mm -hmm. So basically, even if those plays aren't working, basically, eventually they will. One thing is going to happen. The defense is going to overplay something, and that's when Kyle will hit them with the counterpunch. I mean, I guess if, if <laughs> in Kyle's mind, because he's the greatest head, uh, play caller ever. <laughs> but I don't know. When, when he faced Dan Quinn, who knows him pretty well in the divisional round, he scored 19 points with a yep. ton of talent. So, yeah, I mean, when it's working, when his game plan is A1, uh, that's what es essentially can happen. Um, but what I think is interesting is how does George know all this? You're talking about the Falcons? You were in college. And the fact that he said that Kyle's mentioned this play 50 times, 50 times? That was 2016. Like, Kyle must spend a lot of time talking about his scheme to his players. And George Kittle's been around Kyle for like seven years. I bet you he could tell he's heard it all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's almost like we're hearing straight from Kyle, this stuff. I think that is part of establishing buy-in, right? Like, this is why I'm telling you we have to run this play. And even though it doesn't work, this is why you don't get discouraged. This is why right. we do these things. This is the method to my madness so that, you know, this is why if you're a receiver, I chew your ass out when you don't block 
because the whole point of this play is when I call the play action, you pretend like you're blocking and then you're going to be wide ass open down the field. That's the only reason I could think of why George would have seen that clip so many times. And that's the thing when people like go over like over the top about how great Kyle is and how open he gets. It's all about his run game married with his play action passing game. Those two things. The run game is Bobby Turner. The play action passing is mostly him. And the plays look exactly the same for the first second or two. And it's really effective. You get guys open. But that's first and second down stuff. That's first and second quarter stuff. That's not situational football. You know, if you're down, you can't do that. If there's five minutes left and you're down. that's So it works at certain times, but it's not the complete football thing. And it's just what he does really well. Um, but I think it's important to put the, the full context here. Like the Niners don't even, they don't do hurry up offense. They don't do drop back passing. That's like, it's not that good. They don't even invest in pass protection very much. It's very specific what they're doing on offense. Yes, that's a good point. Uh, official BNA music says people act like the way Kyle Shanahan sets up plays is some revolution. We've seen the Patriots do that for 20 decades, not 20 decades, but 20 it's how you years. set up play action. It's how you right. set up play action. Yes. yes. You establish Everybody- the run. Everybody sets up. Yes, it's not new or revolutionary. Kyle does it, I think, better than some people. But that's a good point. Like game script has to be in your favor if you're going to run plays that you think are not going to be very successful. So you need the number one defense to keep you ahead. It all goes into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Tyler says, so basically it sounds like Kyle Shanahan is just stubborn and not changing his game plan. I think there is a degree of stubbornness with Kyle, but. He does change his game plan week to week, but there is a degree of stubbornness with Shannon. We, we got to give him credit. During that 12-game winning streak, his game plans were money mm-hmm. week in and week out. And I think what happened, why they lost the NFC Championship game, in my opinion, not speaking for Rob because he disagrees with me, is that his game plan was trash that day. It was trash. <laughs> but, he, but he was on a heater. Like, he was on 12 games in a row of just thoroughly out-coaching, his, except for Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn got him, but the Niners won because the Cowboys turned the ball over. But really, Kyle was in his bag, to use a phrase that kids much younger than me say. He was in his bag for a long time. He's very good when he's on fire. But Bill was this way, too. If it's all down to you and you're off one week, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. You didn't have it that week, you're going to lose. He, I don't think he had it that week. Uh, how do he had know? it if he got past that one that one drive? Maybe he would have had it. I don't know. How do we know? We never got to see it. Well, it's a violent game, and you can, you can get knocked out in the first round, as they learned. It's a violent. Yes. You got to keep your dukes up. Lou says you two in a good business right now judging from the chat 49er fans are never going to advance beyond Lance Purdy war we are lost in the darkness the war is over okay like the war is over Purdy won he's going to play he's going to start like there is no you're making a face why are you making a face if he hadn't torn his UCL the war would be over but he did and so it's all like well we project that he'll be back and we project that he'll be fine and we project like sure 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 great okay we'll see and if he is, then yeah, the Trey's in a tough spot. But we don't know. He's not back. He's throwing 10-yard passes. He's not throwing with any zip. Like, he's got a long way to go. He hasn't even proven he can stay healthy for more than a couple months at a time. It, it, Trey's True. not going anywhere. You know, Trey, Trey's going to get another chance at some point. It may not be week one, but he's getting he's going to get another chance, I would think. I feel like you are <laughs> shocker, everyone. Grant is being negative. I feel like everybody else around the 49ers is like, Brock is back. He's throwing three times a week. He's, I mean, Kittle, in one of his interviews, said, oh, yeah, 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 he's good. He'll be starting. I saw him throw once or twice. He's fine. He literally said that. I saw him throw once or twice. Oh, there you go. Okay. Moo still says it's far from over, Rob. I I get I mean, the 49ers are selling you that it's over. That's the message they want you Uh to believe. They said that about Trey last year, right? It was Trey's team last year. Yeah, well. Two, Two losses later. One loss and a broken ankle later is like, you know what? We changed our mind. Sorry, this guy's been good for two months. It's like, yeah, they're a little react. They're a little reactive. Well, yeah, they, they brought Jimmy Garoppolo back less than two weeks before the season began. Uh-huh. So the idea I that mean, was- let, let, let's say Brock loses week one, starts week one, loses week one, has a setback, and they say, yeah, he really shouldn't have been playing. He's not starting week two. Sam Darnold starting week two, and he wins three games in a row. All of a sudden, he's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Yes, and we're like is- two months away from that. <laughs> that is like. <laughs> I said the least secure position in sports is starting quarterback of the 49ers because all you got to do is play good for three games or play bad for three games and you could be out of a job. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, absolutely. And that speaks to a, I don't know if you want to say dysfunction or a lack of a serious plan at the position. If you have a real plan and you have conviction in it, you don't 
oscillate back and forth to the paths of least the path of least resistance or whatever. Like that's the mark of an organization with no plan or no plan that they can agree on. Well, and that so okay, let's talk about that a little bit. I've said in the past the 49ers have never been able to finish a quarterback plan, fully execute. Whatever the plan was, they've never finished one. First it was Kirk Cousins. They didn't finish that because they got Jimmy Garoppolo. Then it was Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't finish that because they had to get rid of him. They flirted with Tom Brady, and then they bring in Trey Lance. They get Trey Lance. He barely plays. Now they got Brock Purdy. Whatever the plan has been, they have never been able to finish it. So do you think that the reason is because they don't have a quarterback plan, that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have different quarterback plans? To To finish a plan, right, you have to have everyone all in with it. And if you have a little, some, you know, not great results at first, everyone says, this is our plan. We're committed to it. But if you don't, if you have one guy saying, this is my plan, I'm overruling you, yet the other guy and his minions being, or not, or, or his side being like, see, I told you, see, I told you, see, I told you, see, I told you, let's go with my plan. Let's go with my plan. And maybe that explains why the Niners keep giving up on, keep throwing away draft picks without really really finding out what they've got. It's not like Trey started 20 games and failed. They're throwing away the investment. <laughs> throwing it away. Because they, because Brock was good for a minute and then got hurt. Like, it's, it's real. So let's go back. Let's just go all the way. Kyle hired John. Literally regular, right? 100%. But John's the, it's, but, but John's the GM. John has control of the 53-man roster. He said that. Yeah. He said he has, he also said that he diversed, defers to Kyle on quarterbacks or essentially whenever Kyle wants him wants to step in. So it's John's job except for when Kyle steps in and says, "No, I'm overruling you." That's a, that's a weird setup right there, okay? And we've seen examples of I think Kyle stepping in and telling John, "I need this I need this player." Joe Williams. Trey Sermon. Mm. CJ Beathard. Trey Lance. Four trade-ups, two quarterbacks, two running backs. And I think in each case, it was Kyle saying, I need this guy. And, and John saying, okay, well, this is the arrangement. I got to get him this guy. Which but I'm at the same time, that. right. But at the same time, I'm against it. I don't want it. I want to I be able to do my job. And I'm going to sort of find another plan on my own uh, and work against you. I, that's what, I, I don't know for sure. But it just seems like if I'm not all in and I'm skeptical, then I'm going to sort of present alternatives along the way. Like, hey, Trey Sermon didn't work out. Fine, fine, fine. We got Jordan Mason, though. Can we get rid of Trey? Or maybe it could be, hey, you want to do this? Okay. But in case that doesn't work out, I'm going exactly. to do this. We're going to get So don't, don't think about it as, as us throwing away the Trey Sermon investment after like, you know, 50 career carries. We got Jordan Mason. Who cares? Just pretend we traded up for Jordan Mason. Okay, CJ Beathard didn't work out. Just pretend we traded up for Nick Mullins. You know, so, oh, Joe Williams didn't work out. Just pretend we traded up for Matt Burita. Okay, but you can't play that game at, with Trey Lance. You can't just pretend you traded three first-round picks for Brock Purdy. So what do they do? They hold on to Trey. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. But, it, okay, so, okay. So there's a weird dynamic. Kyle gets to overrule uh, John anytime. They go with Kyle's plan to start. Let's not look at Patrick Mahomes, okay? Let's just wait for Kirk Cousins. That's the plan. And let's trade up for C.J. Beathard. That's the plan they go with it. But they start 0-8. And, you know, they're looking bad. Like, Chip Kelly got fired after a year. Tom Sula got fired after a year. Don't test these Yorks. So Lynch steps in and trades for Jimmy. And it's, it, it, on do, it's documented Kyle was sort of against it and had to be talked in. So then they go with John's plan. They pivot to John's plan. Jimmy, try it for three years. I don't know they, who said no to Jimmy. Remember, Jimmy couldn't get in the game. He only got in because Beathard got hurt. Correct. Kyle didn't seem so eager about it, but... He gets in, goes to Super Bowl, loses. Tom Brady calls him. Who says no to Tom? Was it John? Was it the guy who really loved Jimmy and thought Jimmy was the next Tom? Anyway, after 2020, Kyle's fed up. He trades for Trey. Now it's his plan again. I'm going up for Trey. Who's got his back? Is it, it seems like John's been overruled. He wants Jimmy to stick around. All of, all of a sudden, you got two different plans at quarterback, and no one's really has Trey's back. Why? Because he's the next Trey Sermon. He's the next C.J. Beathard. He's the next guy that Kyle picked to be here. And it's like, well, now, okay, he gets hurt and, and um, Purdy plays well. Lynch can go to him and say, look, man, that's everything you wanted Trey to be, right? A little mobile, young, cheap. Cheaper. I, I mean, wait, wait, what's the problem? And so now John's all in with Brock and Kyle's like, oh, 
this is happening again. I'm being tied to a quarterback who can't throw more than... It's happening again. Okay, 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 okay. Let's bring in Sam Darnold. So it's like, it's like constantly, that's the way I look at it. It's like, okay, oh, my plan's better. No, 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 my plan's better. No, 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 none of your plans are any good. And yeah. if you don't stick to a plan, they're all going to fail. Stick to one plan. Agree on something. But maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm projecting. It's interesting that I, yeah. you know, I hadn't thought of the Darnold acquisition in that way. Like, all right, Brock. Don't tie me to Brock. Don't tie me to Brock. I understand that trade may not work out, but I got Darnold out. We need another quarterback anyway. So I'll I got get Darnold that I've always stronger loved. arm, better thrower, taller, can step up in the pocket. Like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. Yeah. Matthew McCose says, having watched <laughs> videos with Rob and he never says anything positive, balanced analysis is requested, not endless complaints and trashing of decisions. First of all, go back, go back to last season. Okay. I said nothing but positive stuff about this team for 12 straight games. They won every Rob, week. You don't have to apologize for your analysis. Matthew, thank you for your super chat. But if you want um, positive analysis, there are 800 YouTube channels, 40 local writers. I mean, come on, you can find that easily, man. So don't try to just go around the Internet and change everyone to, to say the same stuff. You know you're here for a reason. Just enjoy it. Matthew. If you want champagne and strawberries all the time, you can find it. Spot. But you can I find it. Plenty of good stuff about the 49ers when they were kicking everybody's ass last year. All right. In fact, the I got only a, sorry, I got a tweet today from someone saying, Can, I want to see an all positive show from you. Okay. When they win the Super Bowl, I'll do that. No doubt. <laughs> I got you. Why? Like, if you yeah, win the Super Bowl, for sure. But, I got you. Uh, that I don't understand that. And I want to get to this comment uh, from Horrible watching on my Twitch page at Stats on Fire. Rob, who in the NFL do you think has finished a quarterback plan when they weren't like a top 10 quarterback? I feel like that's just indicative of subpar talent at quarterback since cap. Here's the thing. The 49ers drafted a quarterback in the top 10. They took Trey Lance at three. So horrible, 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 horrible. Tell me one team that spent three years worth of first round picks on a player and then threw away the investment after four starts and two injuries. He hasn't failed. He was 21. He was 22. His numbers were perfectly reasonable for any 21, 22-year-old. You're just going to pivot to someone else because you like Brock. Brock's that good, even though he got hurt too, that you're going to – it'd be one thing if Trey failed. You'd be like, look, man, they gave him a shot. They gave him a shot. They got it wrong. He's a bust. It happens. You're lighting three first-round picks on fire. <laughs> and saying, we don't need him. We're so much better than the rest of the league. Like, yeah, you do. You need him, man. And you can't just throw away the picks without giving them a chance to show what they can do and, and increase their value. He's got no value right now because of what the Niners did. Not because of what he did. It's a weird... I cannot think of another situation in literally NFL history where the guy never plays it's different if he plays and fails to never open the package is always the weirdest thing and i'll never understand it yet here we are barring injury barring another deviation from the plan lance is going to be on the bench i mean you but think I mean, he's in, but. what i think is interesting though is like the, we're all outraged because we're all invested we've all invested so much time and thought into trey lance and they invested so much capital it's like you can't do this to, you can't, organizations can't do this in the NFL. You can't light these picks on fire, but they did the same thing with Trey Sermon. There was no outrage because it was like third round picks, but they did the same thing with Trey Sermon. They drafted, they traded up for him. He had 41 carries. He averaged 4.1 yards per carry. That's not great, but it's not awful. And they got rid of him. Like you just threw those picks away. You brag so much about your comp picks and you throw them away. You literally light him on fire. Like Trey Sermon, my, I didn't think he was that good, but you don't even know. He he's on a he could end up being something, and you just don't even know. So but this is something he, they do all the time. Didn't he also get cut from the Eagles? So maybe maybe they were just right on Trey Sermon. Maybe, but still, like you you freaking lighting these comp picks on fire. They're fast, man. They light them on fire. Fast. Terradome says, so what? We still have the best roster in football. What are we missing? A Super Bowl victory. Oh, my God. If they hadn't traded up for Trey Lance, they could have had Micah Parsons and, and like, two other first-round picks. Doesn't that matter to you? Don't you want a Super Doesn't it kind of upset you that maybe that you would have had a, a, a ring right now if you had used these picks instead of lighting them on fire? Uh, Anna Kett, her wad car, 
Herwood Carr says, it's not about good or bad stuff. The content is just the same everywhere. Kyle is bad. 49ers are a mess. Trey over Brock. Sheesh. No, Kyle's not bad. I love everything Kyle Shanahan does except for two things. Yeah. His game loves Kyle. I don't like his game management at all. And he doesn't know how to handle the quarterback position. Everything else. I mean, his game plans. I love game plans are money most of the time. Like, I love the fact that he seemingly knows how to hire coaches and replace coaches on the coaching staff. So good. His relationship with, like, say what you want. Debo Samuel requested a trade and is still on the 49ers. Like, that yeah, Kyle fixed that everywhere. I love a lot of stuff about Kyle. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he's perfect. Me too. I agree with everything Rob just said. I'm with that. I agree. But I just feel like as a head coach, I mean, you can sum, you can add the list of all the great things, but if, if, Quarterback isn't anywhere on that list. That's a problem. That's Big a problem. Today's NFL with the way the rules are structured and and this current state of the game, that is a problem. Yeah. Flave says, if you put a high school quarterback out there in practice, would you be able to tell he's not good by NFL standards or would you need to see him play 40 games? I don't know who you're t- like. If you're saying Trey Lance is a high school question. That's a good question. To me, oh. I, I, I think a high school quarterback could look good on the field. Not a high school quarterback, but... Practice and games are different. There's a kind of, a Brandon Allen could go out and light up OTAs because there's no risk of getting hit. George Kittle talked about it. He said it's real easy to look confident when you know you're not going to get touched. Mm-hmm. So there are guys who can go and light it up in practice, a la Nick Mullins, Brandon Allen. And then when the lights get on, it's too much. The the, the pressure, the, the the emotional pressure, the physical pressure, all of it is too much. And there are certain guys who are gamers to a degree. We don't know what the hell Trey Lance is. We have no idea. But he would be a guy who would be a gamer, I would think. The fact, like, what he could do getting away from actual pass rush, um, what he could do keeping himself on the field, he should be durable if he didn't use him as a running back. <laughs> if he didn't have to scramble for his life 18 times a game, he should be durable. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and uh, Mike Drops with Monsa says, Kyle should be on a rotisserie this season. Not really sure what that means. I like the visual, though. I can see uh, it. Tyler... Caressly says, when you have too many people in leadership positions, it would not work. You need leaders and a... Fu- when you have too many people in leadership yeah. positions, it would not work. You need leaders yeah. and a followers in this organization. Well, there is something to be said for too many cooks in the kitchen. And well, This is where Jed needs to put his foot down and say, guys, what's the plan? What are we doing? Ownership. What are we doing? Because he's the only person more powerful than Kyle in the organization is Jed York. Jed York, let's be honest, he doesn't care as long as the money keeps coming in. He does not care. If they win a Super Bowl, that'd be great. Then that's the but problem. Not, then that's the problem. He's good making the NFC Why, why and- is there no coherent plan at quarterback? Because the Yorks haven't demanded one. They could make this. Hey, let's have, we, we're having a meeting tomorrow. John, what's the plan at quarterback? Okay, Kyle, what's your plan at quarterback? Okay, you guys just said two totally different things. We're not going to leave this room until you guys agree on a plan. But I don't think they've had that conversation. And I think they've sort of allowed the Niners to sort of keep changing and it, it's like a, to me, it's a it's a game of musical chairs that everyone eats up. It's like we could talk about it. We all profit off of it. It's a content gold mine, and and it's <laughs> easier to say you know who's better, Trey or Brock, than to have the real conversation with like, are, should we really be having this conversation year seven? Is this a ridiculous conversation to be having? But no, hey, let's just entertain it every single year and be who's better. No, Trey sucks. No, 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 no. Brock sucks. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Well, George has talked about it every year. I have quarterback questions in the offseason. Five straight years. I like they it's are not our fault. Also. It's not our fault. Right. We didn't I know. Ask for this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is what Kyle wants. Yeah. I don't make the content, but I do talk about it. Um, <laughs> Mike Drop says a hot seat that's already heating up. Kyle Shannon is nowhere cl- close to the hot seat. Nowhere close. Can I just say something? Can I just say something? The hot seat doesn't mean you're getting fired. I think it would be good for Kyle to be on the hot seat for a year. I think it would bring the best out of him. And I know he had a, a real nice run last year, but, dude, I think a little... Pre- it doesn't even have to be public, but the Yorks would be like, dude, we expect a Super Bowl victory this year. I'm not saying we're going to fire you, but, like, I just think he's too comfortable. I think he's one of the most comfortable coaches in the league, and I think Walsh was never that comfortable. I think he had a bunch of pressure from the from Eddie in the 80s, even after Super Bowl championships. Like, I think you need that. I think Lakeup has that kind of pressure on Kerr. Uh, I... I think you need that kind of tension in a championship organization. I don't know that there is it here. And that's not Kyle's fault. It's Jed's fault or his parents. 
so mean, glad that Schiff's not their coach anymore. They're like, thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Like, yeah, Kyle's okay. won 52 games in the past four years with NFC championship games almost every year. Like, it's good, man, not, but you still don't have a quarterback, dude. It's great. That's it's great. Still, that's great, man. But what's going to happen is this, you, this team is going to miss their window if they don't get a quarterback. And then you're going to have to build another team. Uh, and that's, but you're going to miss it with Trent and Debo and Kittle and Armstead. You're going to miss it. Who, whose timeline are you on? Their timeline or the 23-year-old Brock Purdy's timeline? Well, that's a whole other issue is that they, there does seem to be two different tracks there. Yeah. Um, but you get an elite quarterback, like Joe Burrow said, the Super Bowl window is my whole career. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that the is... York's a- have been searching for that guy for 20-something years, maybe this year. And it's not easy Darnold. to find Darnold! <laughs> Don't do that to me, Grant. I'm sorry. Now Grant. you're just trying to get me angry. I am. Jay. Darnold rules. Moo says the fan base isn't outraged enough. With little power, they've resorted to fighting. Doesn't he look like he's in the O'Doyle family? Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah. You didn't think I was going to save that when you he said He looks that? like the kind of guy who would say, O'Doyle rules after shooting a, a th- uh, throwing a touchdown pass. He does. Sorry, so I cut he- you off. With the beard, too. Uh, Moose says the fan base isn't outraged enough. With little power, they've resorted to fighting among themselves in the face of organizational incompetency and failure. It's just like the current cultural and political situation in the U.S. I mean, organizational. I, th- I agree. They're not competent organizational. I agree. Again, 52 the games. Yorks, past the Yorks are, though. That's the thing. The, everyone remembers Tom Sula and Chip Kelly. So if it's like, oh, yeah, let's have high standards and and, and fire Kyle and be like, you didn't, we're going to win a Super Like, you know, no one trusts the, the Yorks to find the right guy. Are you kidding? The only- no one tr- and, and that's fair. That's legit because they wouldn't. They freaking wouldn't. We would. Rob and I, you know, quality control extraordinaires would find that guy. But we're not in that position of power, unfortunately. The only reason the 49ers got Kyle Shanahan, I think you can argue, is because of Tom Sula. And because of Chip Kelly, because they were disasters and they were fired, Kyle got to say, "Here, I want everything. I want all of this stuff, everything. and you're going to give me a six-year deal. And if this leaks, I'm out. And and we're going to tank a season so for I can wait for Kirk Cousins. And even and that, then, he he blinked. He blinked at at zero and eight at the trade deadline. I thoroughly think he blinked. I think Kyle, he thought, you know what? If we go zero and sixteen, I might get fired. I, might I get think fired. Kyle is like Bill Walsh in that the losses." crush him yeah i there's that picture of him in the locker room where he's leaning up against the the little crate and he's like looking down and it's literally like he's looking into the abyss i think the losses crush it's one thing to say i'll I'll, I'll tank this year you know it's my first year i got a six-year contract it's another year to actually do it the whole thing yeah true it's hard man it's a lot of hours you put in these these people work hard pressing man depressing. Abe says, if Kyle Shanahan's hair was still dark and not gray, I would believe you. I think he feels a lot of pressure. I'm glad he doesn't show it, though. I, his hair, he's aged like a president. I keep saying it, man. He looked- Where's the pressure coming from? Is it the pressure of, I want to have a legacy, I want to be in the Hall of Fame, I hold myself to that standard, and I'm blowing it? Or is it, man, Jed's on my butt. Man, Dr. York won't give me a break. You know, I don't think it's that. I think it's his own high standards, which he has, to his credit. But I don't... <laughs> I sometimes that stuff bugs me because like, okay, Kyle's on the hot seat now, right now. What's he going to say? All right. Now I really want to win. Now I'm going to try really hard. Like he's trying as hard as he can right now. Isn't he? He's messing around. He's doing a quarterback competition to me. What that says is none of your quarterbacks are going to be fully prepared for week one. None of them. Like every other team is going to have a quarterback who's had all the reps in the off season. Not you. You won't have one quarterback who's had all the first string reps so again, like if you had a little urgency, you wouldn't do that. You'd pick a guy and give you it just, you know, I'm putting my best foot forward. I'm picking a guy, I'm making a decision. Kyle's not doing that because there's no, no one telling him he has to because Jed feels like you, man, this guy's, I love this guy. I freaking love this guy. Let's have him for, let's give him an extension. No, they haven't done that though. To their credit, they have they've only done that once. They haven't done it yet. What they could do is be like, look, man, you got three years left on your contract. All right, we're not gonna fire you. But that's your window, man. Win a Super Bowl. If you don't, we'll reassess and we might just not give you another contract. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when we cross that ridge. But you got three years to win a Super Bowl. How about that? That gives you nine years. Nine. Seifert was a coach for eight and he won two Super Bowls. Never won fewer than 10 games in a season, ever. Yeah. I got mean, fired after going 12 and four. 
slightly different situations there. First of all, he inherited Bill Walsh's team and he inherited a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's how much mileage is Kyle going to get out of 2017 to 2018, man? That's like seven years ago. How much miles is he going to get? He's got his team. He built it. It's great. Tony Dudgy built a team in Tampa and he couldn't get it done and they had to switch captains midstream. Eventually, you got to do that. Sometimes you got to do that, Rob. The problem is not Kyle Shanahan. The problem is Kyle Shanahan. Problems. You think Kyle Shanahan is at the top? The problem, no, the quarterback is at the top. And the reason the quarterback is at the top is because of Kyle. It's not a total. Even though he has a list. As long as you could, I mean, super long of positives. We we could go through them for a half an hour. Quarterback is nowhere on that list. That's his fault. That's his fault. At the same time, if you're Kyle Shanahan, you can still say, when my quarterback starts every game, I go to the Super Bowl. The last two times it's happened, I've gone to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And if I was a, a, a jerk and a Kyle Shanahan detractor, I could say, how often does that happen, Kyle? How many times in your 15-year career as a play caller in the NFL have you kept a quarterback healthy for the whole season. How many times? Four? Four to 15? How many starting quarterbacks have you had in your career? 18, 19? All right, man, well, eventually you show that you can do it like for more than once. It's not a one-off. But why does like when other quarterbacks get hurt, we don't blame their coaches? Only Kyle gets blamed for injuries. Because the pattern. It's a pattern that's been going on for a long time. If it was just one-off, then you'd be like, okay, well, then it's the, maybe the common denominator is the player, right? But when it's Jimmy and Brock and Trey and Mullins and RG3 and uh, it's it's like, prove me wrong, Kyle, prove me wrong. Like, if it's just all been bad luck for 10 years, I'm ready for your uh, run of good luck to happen right now. For so it, for it all to even out. Let's go right now. I would. I mean, I think we all would sign for that. Uh-huh. Uh, Jason and Steph, <clears throat> excuse me, just did a show yesterday. And they said, if you could manifest one thing for the Niners this year beyond a Super Bowl title, what would it be? And they both said health, just health. They've been in the top 10 most injured teams every year of the Kyle Shanahan regime. They've been top five every year, except one. I think the first year they were 10. I think they've been higher than that every other year. Can I say something real quick, though? So let's bring it back to the beginning of the conversation. Talking about bragging about how they will run for two yards a pop, same play, knowing it's not going to work, set up something later. Man, football is painful. Running the ball is painful. You're running into eight-man boxes knowing it's not going to work. You're running into, into brick walls, and you're wondering why your physical brand of football leads to injuries. Like, that kind of st- – I don't know. Like, I'm not in the huddle, but if, if I were in the huddle and we'd run that play three times and gotten six yards and he called it a fourth time, I'm thinking, damn, why is he calling this? It hurts. They're smacking us. It's fu- – no? I don't know. I played baseball growing up. I don't know. You tell me. But they also know that the 70-yard touchdown is coming. And that's that kind of goes back Well, to that's it. what Kyle has to tell him to keep him from you need like, oh, my it. God, this yes. play again. This freaking play. Yeah, you're right. He has to say that. They need You need to have that buy-in. That's why you have to do it, because of all that stuff you just said. Because <laughs> That's why Kyle shows that one play from eight years ago, 70 times a year. I feel you, man. I get it. I get it. Over and over and over again. And his players buy in, to, to, to his credit. They do. Yes, they do. They do. They do. Uh, Everybody, please like and subscribe to both YouTube channels, the Gold Standard YouTube channel, as well as Grant's. I know most people are here on Grant's channel because you're, you know, a YouTube mogul. I think you've reached mogul status at this point. I just got here first. That's the only. I was here in 2020. Yeah, Gold uh, Rush, baby. I was. Was it some fort? I don't. Never mind. That's fourth grade. Okay. Who's the guy who found the gold? I found the gold. That's the guy. Was it Me? there one? There was one dude, and then everybody followed. No, it was Ronbo. Ronbo was there first. Let's give Ronbo his flowers. That dude was taking calls on YouTube in 2011 or something. One more thing I want to get to before we wrap up here, and it's the Nick Bosa stuff, because that is like the next to-do list, and the next item on the 49ers offseason to-do list is the Nick Bosa contract, which, by the way, for everyone saying, oh, they do them in August. They don't have to do them in August. They could do it right now if they really Mm -hmm. wanted to. I was sort of thinking about this today. I don't think the contract talks with Nick Bosa are going to get ugly, which is different than how they usually go. Remember, the first offer they made to George Kittle was called the St. Valentine's Day Massacre by Kittle's Mm -hmm. agent. Trent Williams had to call Kyle Shanahan at the 11th hour and be like, hey, I'm about to go to the Chiefs. Let's get this done. It is a knockdown drag out fight when you negotiate with the 49ers. But I don't think it's going to be with Debo cracked in March. Right. (laughs) Debo said, trade me right now. 
Uh, he didn't even get to the negotiating table. He was like, no, 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 no. This is awful. I can't do this. Hilarious. The reason I don't think it's going to get like that with Bosa is because Bosa's not going to, he's not going to get emotional and he's not going to get upset. He knows he's going to get his money. The only thing he doesn't know is which helmet he's going to be wearing when he gets it. The Bosa's know how to negotiate. So I think Nick's going to say, this is what I want. This is how you're going to give it to me. This is when you're going to give it to me. And if you're not, that's okay. No problem. You do you. I'll finish my contract and we'll go to free agency. He's not going to get emotional and go back and forth. That's just how it's going to go. Do you feel me on that? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why Debo cracked. Maybe it's because he only, he didn't have as strong of a resume, but Bosa, aside from the torn ACL, aside from his injuries, I don't think anyone holds him against him because he's had back-to-back healthy years. He's got as pretty much of a, as a, of a pristine resume as you could possibly have. Defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. rookie of the year. Like everyone pretty much acknowledges that he's not only the best, but he's super professional. Like he's always in shape. You know, all that's like, you don't have to worry about, I know no, he's not going to be a leader of your team. He's not going to be there in it, but who cares? He's feel, he'll get you 19 sacks. Is that cool? Like I, so from his perspective, it's like, yeah, man, you, you, you guys figured out. And if you don't want me or something, then someone else will want me. Like I'm getting a hundred million dollars guarantee one way or another. And from his perspective, like, He's not tied to Santa Clara. He didn't even spend time out here. He yeah. spends all his time in Florida. So if the Niners fumble it, like it, it, from his perspective, you're like, good, good. Now, now I'm sure he wants to be here. It's a great team, all that stuff. But like, he's chilling. Yep. He's not tripping at all. Sweating it no. and he's not going to get emotional. Um, no. I'll never forget this. I was working on pro football talk at the time and we were at some event. I can't remember if it was the combine or what it was, but it was after Joey Bosa had signed his rookie contract. And if you remember... Joey Bosa held out. He didn't sign his rookie contract right away because he was fighting the Chargers on some offset language that if they were to cut him and he would go to another team, Bosa wanted to be able to get paid by both teams, which why wouldn't you if you could get paid by two people instead of one? Good for you. Before the interview started, Florio went up to him and was like, hey, Joey, I just want you to know you are 100% right on those negotiations. I totally get why you were holding out and you should have. And people, more people need to know that. And more people need to support that. And Joey Bosa, without skipping a beat, looked at Florio and said, the smart ones do. And I was like, holy crap, this guy gets it. He knows what he's worth. He knows how to negotiate. Like, that's just how they roll. And I think the same thing is going to happen with Nick. He knows what he's worth. I mean, keep in mind, his brother went through this. Right. Recently. Whatever his brother got, Nick's going to get more. Whatever, whoever the last edge rusher was that got paid big money, Nick's going to get more. It's so easy for him to sit back and be like, everyone in the world knows what I'm worth. You just have to make a decision on whether you want to pay that kind of money for an edge rusher. And the Niners have made it real clear. Yes, they don't want to spend that kind of money on a quarterback, but they do (laughs) want to spend that kind of money on a defensive lineman. So he's going to get his money and he's not tripping at all. I can see why Debo get a little nervous because on offense, you never know if Kyle thinks he's the reason you're good or if you're the reason you're good. But on defense, I mean, Kyle can't take credit for Nick Bosa. So <laughs> Nick is chilling. And Kyle has said that. Like, that's the one yeah. thing you can't fake. Kyle has said, like, I look, I can yeah. piece it together on offense and get dudes open. You can't fake being able to just beat somebody off the line and rush the passer. And, right. you know, we've criticized Jed and, and ownership, and that's fair at times. But say this, man. Jed pays people. They paid Warner, they set the market. They paid Kittle, they set the market. They paid Trent Williams, they set the market. Who have they not paid? Except Can for I just Parker? come back to something you just said, though? You just said defensive end is the one position you can't fake. That's how Kyle feels. But that just implies that he's faking it at quarterback. He's faking it! And he thinks he can fake it, but no, you can't. Andy Reid, I keep coming back to it. The first thing he said to Steve, Steve Young after the Super Bowl this year, hey, Andy, what'd you learn? Oh, yeah, I'm important. X's and O's are important, but you need one of you. You need one of you. And Steve Young's like, oh, shucks. Thanks very much. Yeah, what? that's it. He's faking it. He's faking the funk, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> wow, that, that went from a nice thing about Jed York, and you found a way to <laughs> twist it right back. See, I'm the negative one, not Rob. <laughs> Let's Me. get to some super chats. Uh, the coach says... They also know the 70-yard touchdown is coming. Yeah, that's something I said. Rob, listen to yourself love the show. All right. I- they believe it. They believe it like a cult. They kind of are like a Kyle cult. They do believe it. it. They believe it like a cult. It's coming. It has come. Like The okay. rapture is coming. I looked this up. 
because uh, Niners Nation had an article about the 49ers leading the league in 30 plus yard plays last season, which they did. Yep. I looked up 33. George Kittle. George Kittle had six plays of 30 yards or more. Five of those plays were touchdowns. That's the third most in the league out of everybody, receivers, running backs. George Kittle had five touchdowns of 30 yards or more. So, yeah, Kyle does know how to get and scheme his guys open. And I I feel like yeah. so there is that belief from the players, especially from George, obviously. Obviously, I, th- there is that buy-in, but they don't get 70-yard touchdowns every game. But they think they no. do, and I think that's part of the power of their culture. Hey, you missed lobs all day real quick before you get to official BNA yeah, music. Oh, you're going to get there? Oh, you're going to you're gonna get there. Okay. Official right, BNA sure. music says, if this was the Little Giants, Kyle would pitch it to Johnny 20 times a game. Little Giants, underrated movie. Go look it up, kids. I know most people have no idea what that is. Underrated movie. Lobs all yeah. day says Lance doesn't have a natural feel, not something you learn at this stage like Walsh said. Purdy does have the it factor Lance lacks. Nobody wants Lance. Lance doesn't have natural feel. Let's 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 delete the last sentence because that was just a kick in the groin. Lance doesn't have natural feel. I can see why someone might think that having a snapshot of how he plays considering he has so little experience. I wouldn't go that far. I'm not going to make a definitive statement about any quarterback after 100 throws in the NFL. But again, I can see why you might feel that. If it's true, Bill Walsh himself said you could be a very good quarterback if you don't have natural feel. You won't be one of the greats. Okay, let's come to Purdy. Does he have the it factor? At times, it looked like he did. But again, I wouldn't say that he did after eight starts. And he has a little. if he has a little bit of it, he also lacks a whole lot of physical traits. So it's possible a little guy with a little bit of an it factor still isn't going to be a great quarterback either. So all we're saying is don't throw away three first-round picks because you think this dude over here, who's six feet tall, with the weakest arm of all the starting quarterbacks in the league, and a repaired UCL after eight games, is so special that you can just light first-round picks on fire. No, you can't do that. Keep them both on the team. Keep them both on the team, Lobs. Especially, yeah, like, well, they're both cheap. You can afford both of them. I totally agree. Josh Wyatt says, if Kyle gives Christian McCaffrey 30 touches a game, the season could be over by week eight, regardless of the quarterback. Kyle is True. Theseus, and that was the ship he had last year. Uh, True. Solid Greek mythology reference there, Joshua. Josh was great with that. It, it, Kyle has to figure out the new team this year, and hopefully what's important for the Niners this year is pacing McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle. Okay? They, they got to be all healthy and at full strength for the playoffs. And you know Ayuk will be, or history suggests he will be, but... Got it. I think that's why Latu and Willis are here. Take a little bit off of Kittle's plate. He's 30. Um, Debo, it's on you to be in shape. And McCaffrey, it's on Kyle and Bobby Turner to not run him into the ground. You have backup quarter running backs who are good using. I completely agree. Kyle generally doesn't like to use backup running backs unless he absolutely has to, which is really weird because he they have yeah. a solid running back room. I mean, you can make the argument that Elijah Mitchell's the third running back in the room, which is a damn strong running back room. He averaged 6.2 yards per carry last year. Yeah. When he's on the field, he's phenomenal. But he's just not on the field that much. But but Jordan Mason is like, oh, he averaged six yards per carry last year. He's really good too. And he looks even better this year. So yeah, there's no excuse. You, you, you bring in a new running back every single year. Ty Davis Price is still here. You can't just use McCaffrey. It, it, use him as much as you want in the playoffs. But I right. thought he was wearing down last year in the playoffs. I thought he was... Not limping around, but I thought he'd given it all, given his all, and the Niners had kind of overused him. Let me ask you this question. If I told you you can get a full season out of whoever the 49ers want at quarterback or a full season of Christian McCaffrey, and you can only choose one, which one would you choose? That's a great question. It's a great, I love that question. I'm leaning quarterback just because of the position. Obviously, McCaffrey's 100 times better than whoever that quarterback is. But if you don't have a stable starting quarterback, I don't know. I, you could have everyone. I just don't think you can win a Super Bowl. Though. I know there's been exceptions, right? Guys get, uh, guys get hot. Freaking Nick Foles. Man, it feels like a really hard way to win a Super Bowl. Right. Really like to win with you, your backup. Why would you build your team to be the exception? Build your team to be the rule. <laughs> like, I, running backs are great, but, man, you got a bunch of good running backs. You need one quarterback to stay healthy one can you do it i don't know i don't know honestly i don't know the answer to the question 
because I saw what this offense looked like with McCaffrey here, and he was the reason that they went nuts last year. Brock was good, but the reason they really went nuts was McCaffrey, and you could see it because even when Brock wasn't in, the offense got better after McCaffrey came on board. And what's it going to look like if Trey Lance ever gets to play with McCaffrey? Not just in the passing game, but the run game, too. I mean, McCaffrey, when he broke into the league, was playing with Cam Newton. And the thing about McCaffrey to me, great running back, complete package. He's still small. And if you want to run all the runs inside and outside, like he he's just not the ideal size for that. So what's nice is if you have him in a dual threat backfield and the defenses can't all key in on McCaffrey, it's who has it? Him or, him or Lance, him or Cam. I think that's a better way to use a smaller running back as a featured guy. So I think with those two on the you could have McCaffrey averaging six yards a carry. I do want to see what it would be like. You could do shotgun with two running backs. You could have McCaffrey, Lance, and Debo in the backfield at the same time. I mean, holy hell. Kyle's whole offense is largely built so that the defenders go up and just hesitate for that one second, and then he's got him. And you put those three dudes in the backfield, like, holy hell. Right. I, I think if Lance were the starter and could stay healthy, the, the Niners could lead the league in rushing, and he wouldn't even have to run that much. Yeah. Just the threat of him running would make everyone else more dynamic. But again, just leading the league in rushing doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win the Super Bowl. So eventually the Niners have to like cultivate and develop and protect a quarterback. Like the guy is important and not just a piece of a team. He's above the team. He's above the team. He's more important than you, Kyle, and you, George. But but they haven't found that guy that they can that they can put on a pedestal. I feel like if they get it somehow, then I think maybe they'll see the light. But I don't know that like they almost have to luck into it, which is again yeah. not a situation you want to be in. Lobs all day is back. Two things you can't coach: feel and making magic happen when a play breaks down. So in theory, Walsh would think Purdy's ceiling is way higher. You have no idea. If that's accurate, you don't know, but, but that's true though. Those are two things you can't coach. There are other things you can't coach too. You can't coach Trey Lance's size. Okay. Brock Purdy's small. There are a lot of instances of, of him not stepping up in the pocket when he should, because he's small and that led to him getting seriously injured. So the arm strength, the ability to throw the ball 50 yards down the line against covered one, cover three and, and hit those deep fades. Now that's something that you can't really coach if you don't have it. So yeah, man, Brock has some good stuff that you can't coach. Trey has some good stuff that you can't coach. It's not a guarantee that either one's going to be elite. I mean, it's possible that neither one will. And I appreciate you that, for being such an advocate of Brock. And I give you credit for doing this since he, the day he was drafted. I got to give you credit for that for sure. Yep. Uh, Gameplan.exe says everyone has to lock into a franchise quarterback. No, they don't. You think the Bills drafted Josh Allen because they expected him to suck? The Chiefs didn't trade up for Patrick Mahomes so that he would be a middling starter. They do these things because they think these guys sure. are going to be great. It's not also, an act. Also, if the night if if everyone has to if everyone lucks into a franchise quarterback, then the Niners would have lucked into one in the last 22 years since they got rid of Jeff Garcia. <laughs> they would have by now. They Air haven't. Or the Something Lions. is wrong with their process when every other team in the league has stumbled. I mean, the Lions, the the, the the Browns, like every other team has stumbled into a freaking franchise quarterback at some point in the last 20 years, but the Niners, what's going wrong here? Why are we talking about it? Tyler says, what do you think would improve our drop back passing game? An offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> yep. A right Better. tackle. Right there. Right there. The whole right side of the offensive line is built to run. They're all on the field for what they can do in the outside zone run game straight up. So if the outside zone run game is more important than the drop back passing game, boom, that you, you get what you emphasize. They want to be the team that's always winning, that's running and doing play action. Drop back passing to them is, is loser, loser football. Oh, you're losing? You got to catch up? We don't do that around here. Eventually you will, though. You don't you just run through the league and win a Super Bowl. You don't do that. I think they think we shouldn't have to do that. I think they think. That's what they think. You have to straight that's drop exactly back. exactly what they think. You got, you're down multiple scores, and you got to score quickly, and they think we should never be in that mm -hmm. situation. And look, but you will be. Every team is be. built to win a certain way. That's that true. is, the 49ers are clearly, they built to play with a lead and break mm -hmm. you down with play action. Like, that is how they are built to win. Every team is built to win a certain way. But yep. when they get in that situation, they look really bad because that's not Philly, how they, Philly's built the same way, but they have the best offensive line in the league. There's well, still no reason that the Niners skimp. I mean, they, they pay so much for running backs. They pay so much for wide receivers. They pay so much for linebackers, but you can't spend on a right tackle? Come on. 
Come on. They spent on a left tackle, and they've been willing to spend at center in the past. Weston Richburg signed a huge contract. There are certain spots they're willing to pay, but there are certain spots. Keep it going. Ever. When when Harbaugh was rolling, he had the best offensive line in the league. It's important. The coach says this offense is stale, predictable, and flawed. No drop back passing attack, real time audibles, and a hurry up tempo changing element. We got smoke and mirrors. Playbooks don't win championships. The playbook is stale and predictable. They were scoring 33 points a game last year. If you can do that when they know what's coming, you got a damn good offense. Well, what what do they have? They have a a brilliant game planner. They have a lot of talent. They have the number one defense. They have a lot of talent and a brilliant game planner. But it's a system. And its system doesn't evolve a whole lot. And to to to, to coach's point, they want to win a certain way. There really isn't a drop-back passing attack. They don't let the quarterback auto. They don't do hurry up because, again, they don't think they shouldn't have to. But what I'm saying is, yeah, you can win. You can rule off 13 wins in the NF, in the regular season playing this way. You've done it twice. But to win a Super Bowl, man, are you sure that's all you got to do? Because I think there's a little bit more. I think the Niners' defense has figured out what they used to do on defense was let's just rush four, play zone, no no explosives, keep everything in front. Well, yeah, that worked. You'll have the number one defense in the league, but you'll get torched in the Super Bowl by Patrick Mahomes playing that soft, humpy, bumpy. Yeah, at a certain point, you got to man up and actually. You gotta you gotta actually play football at a certain point and do more against the best humpy bumpy. You gotta do better against the best teams in the league. And the Niners, look, they scored 19 points against Dallas with all that talent and Kyle Shanahan. How? Because that offensive line was not up to the task against a great D line. And then the next week against an even better D line. Ooh, yeah. that was a first round KO. So they got owned. That line. Got oh, demolished. Yeah, so that's on I, Kyle. I, Agree with the offense being stale and, and not evolving. I think the offense is evolving. I think they are doing different things than they were doing in 2017. They don't just do outside zone runs. They, I think they are evolving. And I think Kyle's plan with Trey Lance was to continue that evolution of the offense. Obviously, that hasn't worked out. But again, they scored 33 points a game last year down the stretch. They went into the playoffs on a 10-game winning streak. They went back to the NFC Championship game. I do think there's a little element of the sky is falling simply because they lost their quarterback in the hold, You're right, you're right, you're right. But hold on, to Coach's point, before they got McCaffrey, okay? Before they got McCaffrey, they were averaging 19 points a game. 19 yep. points a game with all that talent. And Kyle Shanahan, the genius. So, yes, his game plan's improved, and he got a better feel for what he was doing, but really the thing that changed everything was another great player. This team has hella great players. They have probably the best weapons of any team in the league. Who has five better eligibles you can put in the pattern than McCaffrey, Kittle, Juszczyk, Ayuk, and Debo? Who has has better net? They are the first team ever to start, or no, first team All-Pro at receiver, tight end, end, and running back. Running back. First team. The NFL. That's a lot of firepower. So, you, I mean, and, and it's like it wasn't even working until you got McCaffrey. That's alarming. Why? Is it because your scheme had gotten figured out a little bit and what you needed wasn't, you didn't have a wrinkle in the scheme. What you had was Christian freaking McCaffrey on the field. Okay, I can't cover all these guys anymore. I can't. But we're doing the best we could with Debo and Kittle and Ayuk, but now we're done. We can't. Sorry. All but we it, can do, all we can hope to do is overwhelm your offensive line. That's all we can do. But McCaffrey was effective because of how Kyle Shanahan used him. It wasn't just like he just handed the ball to McCaffrey straight up the middle every time. McCaffrey's always been effective. Yeah, McCaffrey's very good. But knowing how to use that player, I think, uh, is again. How hard is it to use five of the best weapons in the league? It's hard to cover him. I'm not saying I could do it, but like, yeah, is he a super genius or does he have five of the best weapons in the league? Why can't it be both? Two because things. he says um all the time, and I don't think geniuses say um all the time. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Kyle, take it back. It's not personal. You're a genius. I, again, somehow I'm the negative one. Here I am sticking up for the team left, right, and center. I'm the negative one. I'm sorry. Oh, coach is I'm back sorry. here. He says there are coaches who could get much more out of the players we have on offense. It's true. These guys have roles in a production and we're starting to remember the script, CMC equals glorified hot roots. What else? Who could get more? Who's going to get more out of the 49ers offense? Again, scoring 33 points a game down the stretch. Who's getting more out of it? To, to Coach's point, Debo has a very specific role. Yeah, he's versatile, but his the route tree he runs is like, what is his route tree? Shallow cross, maybe a slant, uh, screens. Like, Ayuk's route tree. They use him like he's freaking Wes Welker. He should be Torrey Holt. And maybe that's the quarterback's limitation, or maybe that's his Kyle system. 
But I think you could even do more with Christian McCaffrey. I think you could take a little bit off his plate as a running back and put a little bit more on his plate as a receiver. He runs. Which routes does McCaffrey run? Maybe he could do more. Will. He was learning the offense on the fly last year. They were changing. Well, we'd love to see it. We'd love to see it. He's and there in every practice. Kyle, you go have at it. I'd love to see it. I, I, I think that people, Don't just use him like he's Elijah Mitchell. Don't just be like, okay, now, we're, now, we, now we have Elijah. Christian McCaffrey doing all the Elijah Mitchell plays. Like, no, 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 no. Do more. I'm but, to your point, whole offseason. The people that are saying that like Kyle Shanahan is the problem on offense. Like, I, I'm really, it's crazy to me that this is where we are. Uh, Ramelia says 49ers are loaded. Sean McVay would have won a Super Bowl already. Look, if you want to say Sean McVay is a better coach than Kyle Shanahan, I can't necessarily fight you. There's a there's a lot of evidence there to say that that is true. Um, but again, okay, he so went we right got, away. He went right yes, away. He's he's he inherited always, Aaron Donald and Todd, Todd Gurley, but I mean, Kyle inherited Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner and Jimmy Ward. I mean, and Joe Staley. Like there were there wasn't just total crap, but Kyle needed some time. He needed some time to figure out what he wanted to do. You know, he wasted a year waiting for Kirk Cousins. We should make a movie called Waiting for Kirk. It would be great. <laughs> uh, I make I look. I sing McVeigh's praises too. McVeigh's a great coach, but again, like you're going yeah. one or two people, maybe Andy Reid, maybe. But again, on the list of 49ers problems, I do not put Kyle Shanahan at the top. I don't. Again, he's com- he's complicated. He has a great coaching staff. Great coaching staff. He hires all uh, the coaches. He hires all the coaches, and and when he hits his zone. Midway through the season, his game plans are immaculate. Okay? He's and his players buy in all of it, man, but still quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And there are some games where it's like, dude, not just the Philly game. I think that was a bad game plan. I don't think the Dallas game was a good game plan either. I mean, his players had to go up to him on the sideline and be like, Kyle, I don't know what you're trying to do today, but we're better than Dallas. Can we just line up and run it up? And he was like, All right, let's do it your way. And it worked. But 19 points? I know Dallas had a good defense, but come on, man. 19. I mean, you're not going to score 30 every game. Uh, the coach, you don't usually win scoring 19, though. I mean, you really have to have a great defensive performance that day. And they did. Uh, McVay did it with the yeah. same offense, but with his passing game and coaching and quarterback coaching. I mean, okay, they won a Super Bowl when they got what Matt he did with Stafford. Goff was legit. I mean, Goff was crap before well, that year. And what he did with Cousins was cra- Cousins was crap before he got there, before McVay got on plays. Right. At least, at least as good as he's looked with the yeah. Rams, right? So maybe right. it wasn't Sean McVay turning, you know, chicken or, shit. Or you, maybe he, maybe what he did for, for I mean, Goff didn't, learn, didn't need to learn how to throw. Goff needed confidence. <laughs> and I th- Goff could throw. Goff needed confidence. And I think McVay pumped him full of confidence for as long as he could. Kind of like how Harbaugh did for Alex Smith. And Alex Smith left and he continued his ascension with Andy Reid. I mean, he was a good quarterback. He wasn't great. He was with good. San Francisco, he wasn't really that good. He was way better in Kansas City than he ever was with San Francisco. Uh, Tyler, yeah, I mean, he was, he was 19 and five with, with, with under Harbaugh. He wasn't terrible. QB wins. He knew he played his role. He played his Mike position. Holmgren could make this offense far more effective than Kyle, especially at the quarterback. Uh, really? Do we remember Mike well, Holmgren without Brett Favre at quarterback? Because I do. Uh, he did go to the, well, he didn't win though. But um, here's the thing. Mike Holmgren, he's a little... How, how old is Mike Holmgren? He's 74. Okay. I mean, why not bring him in as a consultant? He... he you don't know what you're doing at quarterback. Bring in someone else, man. A consultant. Someone who has a fresh set of eyes at the quarterback position. It doesn't have to be Holmgren. His name is who? Mike Shanahan. He already... Works. No, but he has the same problem. He has the same exact problem as Kyle, man. Ever since he John Elway retired, dude was looking at Bob, Brian Greasy, Jake Plummer, Jay Cutler, no. Same thing. John Beck, Rex Grossman, Donovan Mc. No, no. Lobs I, I'm interested day. to Holmgren. I don't know that Holmgren wants to do it though. Holmgren might be chilling. Lobs all day. We finally agree. Kyle's number one weakness is awful quarterback evaluator. He doesn't. I don't think he respects the value of the position enough. That's the real thing. So. Like, and again, again I, if, if you if you read the, the if you read that essay from Bill Walsh. He starts and ends with qualities he can't coach. To Lob's point, starts with instincts and intuition. Ends with spontaneous genius for when things break down in a critical game with pressure on the line. Does a guy make a play or does he fold? Those are things you can't coach. And I don't think Kyle even thinks about the position that way. He's thinking like, just execute my offense. 
Actually, my offense. It's, it's in a story. I, like, I'm getting, it's so easy. Everyone's all wide open. Can you not execute? It's like, that's not how Bill Walsh thought about it. He had more respect for the position. What I think Kyle thinks is if your system is good enough, you don't have to have a spontaneous genius because there's always going to be somewhere to go with the ball. I disagree with that. There's always going to be a guy who slips. I'm not you saying know, like, I, agree. Yeah. I think that's what he thinks. Life is imperfect. You know, there's this 22 guys in the field. Things don't always go according to plan. 70 plays a game. You know, doing these shows is always educational. And I did not think well, where we were going to go today is the 49ers offense stinks and they need to hire a consultant. But that's where we are an hour and four minutes into the program. Uh, okay. Is it that it stinks? Or is it? Or, or are certain people saying it's at an impasse? It's gone far, but it's gone as far as it can go. And this revolving this door at quarterback is is a problem. And someone needs to fix it. And it doesn't look like Kyle or John are going to be the ones who ever do. Is that a fair summation of what people are saying? Not that I, Kyle sucks. I don't think anyone said Kyle sucks today. The Kyle's really good at a lot of things. Is coming off the best it's ever looked. Is <laughs> last year. It's the <laughs> best the offense has ever looked. Let me just, hey, a little history, okay? This team, Kyle, had a historic run with RG3 10 years ago, reeled off seven wins in a row, stock was high, came back the next year, went 3-13. and 13. So let's just see. The last year doesn't always predict what happens the next year. The Niners have only question marks at quarterback. No more Jimmy Garoppolo to bail him out and get him in the playoffs. I'm curious to see what happens this year. We could get a lot of Sam Darnold. We could get a lot of Sam Darnold. Oh, there's well, then we'll be picking at the top of the draft just in time. They got that first-run draft pick back. So if that happens, yeah. we'll, we'll have a reason to check mock drafts, which we haven't had. Maybe they're going to tank this year just for the high pick. Just kidding. Oh, God. All right. That, kidding. We, we have to end this We're show. done. We're done. Thank Delirious. you, Larry. Like and subscribe to the Gold Standard YouTube channel and to Grant's YouTube channel. Check out our new website, goldstandardniners.com. That's N-I-N-E-R-S.com. I got an article up there right now about how Elijah Mitchell uh, – may not be long for the 49ers world. So please go and check that out. What do you got going on the rest of the day, Grant? Uh, got my contractor coming over, working on my kitchen. Ooh. <sighs> going to go to uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Don't know if there's enough time. Don't know if I'm going to have enough time to fit it all in. Sorry, I feel like that a lot these days. Contract and old school. Are not fun. I'm going to survive the day, hopefully, without losing another organ. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> have a good one. Darnold rules!